Mark Ewing shares his personal journey as a husband, dad, triathlon coach and businessman. There are times even as a goal achiever when the path is not clear and you find yourself asking the question, where to from here? The conversation, where to from here, gives key insights into being at peace with where you are at and a starting point to take the next step as Mark shares mindset tips to be able to shift direction or for you to pivot. Welcome, Mark Ewing, to the Champions Uncovered podcast, where it's all about inspiring you to action. You're a husband, a father of two amazing kids, an athlete, a triathlon coach, and a partner of a sports apparel distribution company. Oh, thank you very much. I love your family motto that you use just within your own family, and it's like you are what you repeat which instills discipline, habits, giving a balanced lifestyle, fitness, health, family, and work. So tell us about just a bit of background on your career coming from the design space and then into the yeah. sport. Yeah, it's been interesting. It's been, as you said, I, I studied architecture and civil engineering. So that's kind of where my base has always been. Yeah, I've always been involved in sports. My parents have been long-term runners. So I think my mom's done 11 or 12 comrades and my dad has done eight. Even from a young age, we were involved in sports. So it's always been part of my life. And then it just grew from there, understanding more of from the architecture and the construction side is getting into events on the overlay and the infrastructure side of things. So combining sport events and engineering and architecture, the movement of people, it was kind of like a, a happy marriage, so to speak. And yeah, it's just been from there that I've always been involved in sports from FIFA World Cups in 2010 in South Africa to the Formula One in Zandvoort in 2020. Unfortunately, that was cancelled due to Corona. So yeah, it's, I've always been involved in sports, love being around sports. And yeah, now yeah, part of an apparel company and distribution company that we, we operated in out of Netherlands. And also you are an athlete, which you failed to mention, qualifying <laughs> for the Ironman 70.3 World Championship in one of the toughest age groups in 2022. Yeah, it's one of those age groups, you know, it, it's funny how, you know, the, the old saying is why matures with age. And so do athletes. I think, especially in endurance sports, yes, you get the youngsters who are, are super quick, but they don't last that long in endurance sports because it's such a heavy toll on their bodies. And the old age groups, the guys are just, they're just strong after years and years of training and, and bracing. So if you have to look at Ironman overall, um, 70.3 or full distance Ironman, those, the 35 to 50 categories are super competitive. Uh, there's a lot of entries and the guys are super strong. So it was a big goal that I had in 2021 to qualify. And then, yeah, I fortunately qualified in 2021 for the race in 2022. So very happy. It was very, very happy. Well, I love what you said. You know, it is a tough age group because you in the endurance events and it's more or not your physical capabilities as you said and yeah. in endurance it's as you mature it's more about activating your mind and that space so just share with us a bit about how the different stages you've actually transitioned using your mind yeah. and what you've learned about being coached and being a coach yeah, I think there's, you know, we we always start off 
as youngsters wanting to be the best of the best, you know, and you've got to realize at some point that, yes, you're going to make it or no, you're not going to make it. And when I say you're not going to make it is that are you reaching your full potential? That's making it. But to be able to reach your full potential and become a pro, that's a completely different other thing, right? We all have our limitations in terms of our body, our physiques and our bodies. When we started racing, yeah, we all wanted to be the best and the fastest and, the, and, you know, become pros at it. But then you soon realize there's also other things in life that take preference you know you have kids you get married business opportunities work friendships and stuff that become part of that mix so you can't just ditch everything you can and and focus on becoming pro but 99 percent of us want to have that mixture of life so the vision kind of changes on the way through and yeah the mental game then gets a lot stronger that you have to sort of get into a mold of pushing yourself getting out of bed early but the vision is key at the end of the day is to see what do you want to achieve out of sport? What do you want to achieve out of yourself? But this also goes within life as well. So you've got these multiple visions that you've got to create for yourself. And ultimately, it ends up in one vision, right? How I've moved across those probably in the last 13, 14 years since I've been married and had children is I've taken breaks out of triathlon. I mean, I've been racing since 2020. And I took a five, six year hiatus just to to be with family, to get my family up and going and get things going. And then I got back into the sport. But it's also about what do you see yourself in five years time? What is that goal? What does that person look like what, from a mental, physical, emotional being? What does that look like to yourself? And that has changed over the last, I say, four years since moving to the Netherlands is that I look at myself now as that. I'm not a has-been in terms of training. I'm not a has-been in terms of business. The opportunities are still there as a 40-year-old to still go out and perform at your best. That's where the strength has come from, is that mental shift of saying, I'm not over the hill. I still have good years in me. I still have the, the brain and the physicality to, to do what I want to do and achieve my, my visions. That was probably the biggest driver and thought process change. And as a triathlon coach, it has helped me give that sort of inspiration and a nice hand on the back to all my athletes to actually push them further. You know, they they also see themselves at a point in their lives going, what else can I achieve or where to from here? I mean, this is what we're going to be talking about in more depth is like, yeah, I've done, I've done an Ironman. Now what? What else must I do for it? It's that mental vision that you have that you can adapt and change and you can focus on. And that driving for 2021 into 2022 was so key for me to be able to push myself to those limits. Excellent. You mentioned so many different aspects in what you just said. And a vision came out as quite key in all of this. Yeah. And you said, you know, juggling all these things between having a family and a business and then still wanting to pursue your passion, which is triathlon and racing, is to have multiple visions but mm. align to one vision. Absolutely. So I think we can go back to that point, but just coming back to the point is where to from here. You are the person to speak to in terms of the word pivoting, and I know that was like a big word in 2020. And you had some major changes that you had to pivot, relocating your family to a new country. That's a complete change in environment. You've also shifted in the career space from a design industry to the sports industry. And then also you had an adversity that you had to overcome in terms of your own sport and, yeah. you know, to reset your mindset in a sense with your heart condition. 
and then yeah. qualifying for world champ. Just chat to us around how do you navigate the space of pivoting and what does that look like? Yeah, it's, it's the pivoting is yeah, it's a, it's it's a very difficult one to explain to people as I think the easiest way to explain it to somebody is how you're open to suggestions, how you're open to other ways of thinking. And I think you need to, if you're open-minded, pivoting is easier and you adapt to change. If you're closed-minded, you will know it's hard to pivot and to hard to change, right? So, but the adaption and the openness to say, right, I'm in this space now. How do I change to another space? How do I, how do I upskill myself? How do I look at opportunities that can then assist me in in my growth so you've you've learned what you've learned that's you know your your founding education systems is what you've done that only is a sort of a box to that your foundation to start on but i think the biggest one for me was was my heart condition in 2020 20 early 21 i was diagnosed with arterial fibrillation which is a, a heart condition it's generally found in a lot of endurance sports athletes especially like long distance skiing um, in terms of cross country skiing, triathletes are very known for it. Cyclists are also, it's years and years and years and years of training, pushing yourself, pushing yourself. And the heart is essentially a muscle and it grows. And then obviously with the growth, there's scarring and stuff that happens within it and arterial fibrillation can be a, a result of it. It's not guaranteed that you'll have it. It can be a result. It's a, it's still very minor in terms of the whole picture of how many athletes are, how many people have AFib. But it was a really big reset thing for me in terms of pushing myself to limits again. And I looked at it and going, I'm not going to push my heart to those limits anymore because I don't want you don't want to push and expose something too far that you know not that you you know that it's not going to cope. But is there a point? Is there a point of pushing yourself to a limit where? It, you can break. And some people say, yes, you need to, to do that to find out what your top end is. But also after experience that you have with yourself, you can go, okay, I know kind of where I am and I can push myself to X. And if I'm still happy at that point, then I'm happy where that sits. That changed my whole training program. It changed my whole mindset in terms of training. I wasn't going out seven, eight, nine times a week and pushing myself. It really refocused on how I could build programs around a lot easier work that then gave you as much impact um, when it came to race day. Um, having a solid foundation rather than doing shorter interval sprints, doing shorter speed work, doing shorter high intensity stuff that you could then put into a race day situation. And I think that was that from a from an athlete perspective was was key, and from a coaching perspective was key, but also from a life and and family perspective that I you know you you've got a heart condition. And your passion is sport. So like, how do you take a heart condition and go, okay, well, I must be fine with this and still push myself in sport or do my sport. But also you've got a family now to think about. That mindset has really morphed my sort of understanding of what my vision looks like and has literally just changed it like 90 degrees. It's been a remarkable last two and a half years, I must be honest. Mark, you you mentioned something so key is that we are not robots. You know, we are humans with like multifaceted and I think when you go into the workspace you're like okay I'm here to work or if you go into the family space I'm here to spend time with my family or the sports I have to be the ultimate athlete and I think we've seen like over these last two years how everything is like integrated if you're not feeling great about yourself and you're going into the workspace that's going to come through in that space 
even with, you know, holding back on, you know, sharing your emotions or you, you're still not bringing your best self to those spaces. Oh, completely, and, completely. Yeah, and I think what you, you keep on mentioning about having this vision, and I think this is something so key, is because when you ask that question, where to from here, it's almost like you stop and you start to understand like which direction am I facing? Is my ladder on the right wall? Because you can yeah. climb the ladder, you know, it can be leaning on the wrong wall and you get to the top of that building and you, well, I'm, not, I'm not on the right building. <laughs> no, I think, so it's the scariest part when you've been climbing and you know you're ambitious and you're competitive and then suddenly you have this view at the top and you're yeah. like but I'm actually not I'm not where I want to be and that's well, a very difficult question to face if you're ambitious and you've set massive goals for yourself no 100% and I do it with all my athletes and, and I'm talking now just purely on a, on a athlete perspective at the moment is from a, from a coach to athlete is that I always ask them, what do you want to look like? Who is that person that is standing on the start line of that, for that race, that your, your A race for the year or A race for the next two years? And I want to know what do they look like physically? What do they look like mentally? What do they look like emotionally to get to that point? A lot of people don't realize what all three of those make up and how do they look and how they are so intertwined with each other to get to that point. And it's the same in life, right? It's job, it's love, it's kids, it's emotions, it's all that kind of stuff. What does that look like to you in the next five years? All those milestones that we put in along the way, and you can do it for life as well in business. There's always a timeline to it. You put in all these milestones that there's choices that are made to get to those. I know a lot of people use the word sacrifice. I don't like sacrifice because everything's a choice. If I want to get up at five o'clock in the morning, tomorrow morning to go for a run, it's a choice that I've made because I know that will get me towards my vision. Everybody says, oh, but you're sacrificing sleep or you're sacrificing family time. or you It's not a sacrifice. It's a choice that I've made. A sacrifice is something that you would rather be doing than what you will be doing. Does that make sense? So if I say to you, like, yeah, we've got a party on Friday night, but I, I'm going to leave at seven o'clock because I'm going to run on Sunday. That's my choice. I'm not sacrificing time with my friends. I'm going to go there, but I'm going to leave at seven o'clock because for me, it's a choice that that's where I'd rather be on Saturday morning than lying in bed at nine o'clock with a hangover. That's kind of where I work with the athletes to start making those right choices in their preparation towards races. And you can do it in business as well. And this is where I think so many businesses get it wrong. And I'm deviating slightly off here is that the vision of a business is so key that every single person in that business, in that organization, needs to know what the vision and mission is of your business and how to execute it. And what the plan is to execute that. And how do we get there? Because the senior staff will know what the vision and mission is, and they will do all their best to paint it and get going. We've got to, the vision, the mission, and this. But they don't actually extrapolate that down all the way down to the, to the workshop floor. Having played sport on an individual basis and on a team sport, you can understand that circle of working together and how that dynamic is, is that you have to, you have to know what everybody's doing and how you pull people into those different dynamics and where to use them and where not to use them. Family life is exactly the same. The communication 
in your family home is also key and fundamental. Where do we, guys, where do we want to be in five years? Where do we want to live? Are we going to be living here? Are we going to be moving? What decisions are we making on this? You know, you've got to look at all those aspects to start bringing it all together. And be it emotionally, be it mentally, be it physically, it's all, it all comes together in, in creating this vision. And that's, in my belief, one of the, the strongest things that you, you could ever put down on a piece of paper for yourself. Yeah, in essence, what you're really speaking about is who you are and having that core belief in who you are. And it starts with self-awareness. Okay, you see the wheels of the bus are like starting to unravel, which is our point. Yeah, where to from here? Yeah. We're talking about ambitious people who find themselves in the no man's land. And that's a very difficult space for somebody who is ambitious, who always knew where they were going, always had direction, who always had goals. It's that awareness and stopping. Okay, this external factor of the heart condition made me actually stop. Is there a point to this? Should I be doing this? It's actually a gift to have that space. You know, as you mentioned, it's communication in a team. Mostly it's about communication with yourself. You know, what is the next step? You shift your energy to a new field. Have you achieved everything you wanted to in that space? I mean, there's quite a few things I'm throwing at you. Yeah, you know. With, no, absolutely. You know, absolutely. But those are the thoughts where your motivation is quite low. You don't have that inspiring vision. So a lot of people show up at work and they're like, yeah, I get your vision. Thanks very much. But I'm here to earn money. That's my vision. My vision is off, you know, to go and do my next triathlon versus being in this company for eight hours a day. That low motivation, how do we bring it all back together to say, this is where I'm at and what is the next move? Yeah, it's a difficult one. I mean, I've got an athlete exactly where, where you're talking about now. We kind of came to understanding of like, you've had this vision of getting to X point. Now what? Great. I'm here. I've, I've arrived. Is it good enough? Did I reach my vision? If I look around, yes, I've re- 100% reached it. Okay. So now, where to? What, what am I going to do with myself? If you look at yourself and true to who you are, there's always things that have been lacking in certain other areas. You cannot put in all your focus into one area and other areas not suffer. Be it family, be it friends, be it your relationships, be it work, be it training, be it whatever it is. But there's got to be that balance in life somewhere where it's not about having equal everywhere. It's about where your focus is and what you can let go of in certain instances, in certain times of a year, in terms of your phase of life. And getting back to that where to from here is you've got to look at yourself holistically and go... Have I achieved, yes, everything in that initial vision of the last two, three years? And if the answer is yes, then there will be a shift what your next vision is going to be or what needs to add to that vision in your next steps. It's that pivot or that change in vision. And visions aren't fixed. You must always remember visions are not something that's cast in stone. It is something that you, you, you want to attain and you want to strive for. But it can change. Circumstances can change who we are and where we want to go to. And that vision is a guide to where you want to be. And if that vision changes halfway through, it can change. And you don't have to be hell-bent and then still focusing on that vision. There's something that I learned in the last four months, again, looking at changing and moving myself around and and understanding better things is, is becoming a scrum master. 
So if you're working in software, there's the agile sort of framework. Every two weeks, they can change literally from left to right the way they're doing the software planning and the programming. In fact, it can happen pretty much every day. And you've got to be okay with that. And you mentioned taking that time to look within and communicating with yourself. I flew to Australia. Those 20-odd hours flying back were probably the most groundbreaking hours that I've ever spent by myself. I was in an airplane at 32,000 feet, and I had myself to think. And I wrote down three pages long on my cell phone of what I want to be like come 2023. And it went from what do I want my relationship to work like, my relationship with my kids, my wife to look like, physically, what did I want to look like? And then it went physically from eating to appearance to emotionally, where do I want to be, the connections that I want to make, what I want to look like with friends. And that now has become a new vision for me. I did my race. That was my vision for 2022. And now 2023 came around and was, yes, I need to make a new vision. I need to look at myself again and say, right, where to from here? And that whole process really was something that I wish everybody could go through to have that mindfulness of looking at yourself and going, hang on a second, this is who you are and this is what you want from life. And change things in life. Your outlook is so key to change. And that comes through learning. That comes through reading. That comes through watching. That comes through meditation. It comes through being just going for a walk on your own and just thinking about life and who you are and what you want from it. You know, it's as simple as taking a pen and paper and asking the question, where to from here? Having that mindfulness. I love the word agility and the software example because your life has to be an iterative process where you're continuously reassessing, readjusting. Okay, this is what the environment is showing me, but am I still on track with where I'm going? no matter what the circumstances are around you, getting that clarity. So going from confusion to clarity, going from the busyness, as you said, in the airplane where it's, I'm so busy, 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 but let me stop. I want to make progress. Is it busyness or is it progress? Are you fatigued from busyness or are you energized by your vision? And then looking at your worth, am I doing this for the right reasons? Am I doing it to prove to the world something? Like you said, I don't have to redline every performance, every time I go out on my bike. Am I happy with just the enjoyment? And I don't have to prove anything. I'm valuable without the performance. And then just looking at one of the key things you said is growing with your vision. And I love that. Like Just keep growing with your vision, which I believe also takes humility. I think for me also in that space, I find myself, if I'm really, truly honest, my passion being sport and I'll go do that any day, but then transitioning into more of the coaching role and to find the enjoyment in that versus in the sport, you know, where the enjoyment just comes naturally, having to shift and find the enjoyment in doing those aspects of my life. I think aligning yourself to that vision through the disruption, one of the key things that you said is start small, grow with your vision, keep moving, and be mindful as you move along. I'll just throw in the last one there is commitment and courage from this discussion, which I love. And I think we definitely need to do a part two around habits and habit stacking and how habits can save you time. Absolute pleasure. 
Do you want to gain a better understanding of yourself and what moves you or your team? Then email Carla at championsuncovered.com.